Hi, everybody. The Constitution, Colorado, and Trump on the ballot, or off the ballot, or on or off. Honestly, who knows? It's been a legal roller coaster ride in Colorado. You know the roller coaster? You go up, up, up. The ones I used to ride chugged up, barely getting up. And then you get at the top and then whoosh, all the way down. And you leave your stomach up at the top as you scream all the way down. Same thing. Same thing here. Roller coaster. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman Podcast. So, is Trump going to be on the ballot in Colorado or not? <laughs> I say who knows, but I can give you this much. I can give you the timeline. After a week-long hearing in Colorado, and it was a good one, it was kind of like a replay of the January 6th committee hearings on Capitol Hill. Really good, great information. Finally, on November 17th, Judge Sarah V. Wallace ruled that Trump can remain on the ballot in Colorado. Here is what Trump said in Iowa on Saturday, November 18th. Last night, our campaign won a gigantic court victory in Colorado. We had a very radical left judge, and uh, the radical left judge was saying a lot of things that weren't nice. And uh, in the end, uh, she saw the light. She saw the light and did what was supposed to have been done, and we won, and we demolished their, and defeated, you know, they had a outrageous attempt. The same people that have been suing me for like seven years. (laughs) Crew, you ever hear of Crew? Bunch of losers. Crew. (laughs) They've been losing for seven years, but they don't stop. They'll never stop. But it was an outrageous attempt at uh, disenfranchising millions and millions of voters by getting us thrown off the ballot. So I watched that with a heavy heart (laughs) because the judge had ruled the day before and then Trump just couldn't wait to gloat. And notice he calls her a very, very bad judge or whatever. And then he changes it (laughs) and says, oh, she made a smart decision. And I said in my post on TikTok, Wait a minute, fat orange man, not so fast. Not so fast, Mr. Twice Impeached, Mr. Indicted, Mr. Sexual Assault Man. Here's the backstory. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which was ratified in 1868, to keep former Confederates out of the government. It disqualifies people previously took an oath to support the Constitution and then violated that oath. Violating that oath can be an attempt to overthrow the government. Civil War. Now, I get this question a lot on social media. People say, well, Trump didn't overthrow the government, and Trump has never been accused of insurrection. And Trump may have tried, but he failed. And I just pull out the definition of insurrection. 
Insurrection is an act or instance of revolting against civil authority or an established government. Voila. It doesn't say it doesn't say you have to be found guilty. It just insurrection is the act of trying to overthrow the government. So here's what Judge Sarah Wallace, the judge of the Colorado case, ruled on November 17th, that Friday. With his actions before and during the January 6th, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol, the judge wrote, Mr. Trump engaged in insurrection against the Constitution, an offense that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which was ratified in 1868, deems disqualifying for people who previously took an oath to support the Constitution. But, and here's the big but, Judge Wallace, who is a state district court judge in Denver, concluded that Section 3 did not include the presidential oath in that category. Oh, man. I read that and I was just blown away. It's like, what? He's guilty of insurrection, but swearing the presidential, taking the presidential oath doesn't mean that he's taking an oath to the Constitution? Come on. So here's what the judge said. The clause does not explicitly name the presidency. So the question hinged on whether the president was included in the category officer of the United States. End quote. And of course I say, of course it does. Of course it does. (sighs) Because of the absence of the president from the list of positions to which the amendment applies, combined with the fact that Section 3 specifies that the disqualifying oath is one to support the Constitution, whereas the presidential oath is to preserve, protect, and defend. The Constitution, Judge Wallace wrote. So Section 3 says support. The presidential oath says preserve, protect, defend. Come on, man. Come on. I don't know. Sometimes don't you just want to scream? Isn't this just? But it's the law, my friends. It's the law. And we have to have a rule of law. We have to go through these steps because otherwise, what do we have? We have a dictatorship. We have no rule of law. I I mean, I'm not saying the law is perfect, but we have to try. We have to have consequences to our actions. And that's what gets me about this whole thing. When is Trump going to be held accountable for his actions. When? Is it because he's rich and because he could stand up on stage and turn a phrase? That's why? That's why he gets away with all this stuff? (sighs) So that's what she said. It's those words, support versus preserve, protect, defend. 
That was her reasoning. So in that soundbite that I played at the top, Trump's gloating. Trump's gloating, and I say not so fast, because crew, the plaintiffs in this case, crew is citizens for responsibility and ethics in Washington. They called Wallace's ruling a victory. Why? Because she found him guilty of insurrection. Because she put that line in there, that he did engage in insurrection. So that's why Crew was saying, oh, this is good. This is a step in the right direction. Trump's lawyers, meantime, filed an appeal to that part of the ruling. And Crew filed an appeal to the rest of the ruling. And here's what the lawyers wrote in their appeal. But first I'll say, so Crew filed their appeal on Monday, November 20th. And on Tuesday, November 21st, the Colorado Supreme Court agreed to take that appeal of that judge's ruling of allowing Donald Trump to remain on the ballot. And this is a nationwide battle. Even though it's in Colorado, it's going to have consequences in other states over Trump's ability to run for president. It's never been done before. This has never been done. Well, because we've never had an ex-president like Donald Trump. And I say that in not a good way. The plaintiffs, crew, and others citing Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election argue that he did, and it does cover the presidency, and he did violate Section 3 of the 14th Amendment because he engaged in an insurrection and he'd taken an oath to uphold the Constitution. So they filed an appeal on an accelerated timetable because time is running out. And Mr. Trump's lawyers must file a brief of the case by Monday, and that would be Monday tomorrow. I'm recording this on Sunday. That would be Monday, November 27th. That's how long Trump has to join in this appeal. Here's what the crew lawyers wrote in their appeal. Quote, did the district court commit reversible error in ruling that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which disqualifies people who engage in insurrection against the Constitution after taking an oath to support the Constitution, does not apply to presidents who engage in insurrection? or to insurrectionists wanting to be president. So that, that is going to be the question that the Supreme Court of Colorado is expected to answer and take up. So Trump's lawyers must make some sort of filing by tomorrow. And if they do, which they will, because they're, also appealing the insurrection part, then oral arguments will be heard before the Colorado Supreme Court on December 6th. So they're speeding this thing up. And so both parts of the appeal, Trump's appeal and Cruz's appeal, will be heard at the same time on December 6th. 
I mean, Trump's lawyers right away filed an appeal because they didn't like Wallace saying he engaged in insurrection. And Trump's appeal says they don't think that a state court judge should decide this issue. They said this is an issue that Congress should decide. Congress? No, it needs to go to the Supreme Court. So the case will be heard by seven justices on the state court, state Supreme Court, all of whom were appointed by Democrats. Not that that seems to make much difference anymore. And finally, the deadline here in this is January 5th, 2024. That is the final day to get names on the ballot in Colorado. And the Colorado Secretary of State, her name is Jenna Griswold, had previously said that she would follow whatever ruling was in place on January 5th, 2024. That's the state's deadline for certifying candidates on the ballot for the March 5th primary in Colorado. That's why this is all a rush job. And it's going to have to, once the Colorado Supreme Court decides, they're going to have to rush it to the United States Supreme Court. And that's what's going to happen. This is going to eventually go to the Supreme Court. So whatever Colorado Supreme Court decides, on to the Supremes it goes. And who knows what they're going to do? Because half of them, most of them, majority of them are a bunch of crooks. They're in the pockets of these rich old dudes. It's disgusting when you read about what's happened to the Supreme Court under this Supreme Court Chief Justice. And it just begins with Clarence Thomas and trickles down to all the others appointed by Trump. They're dirty. They're dirty. The Supreme Court's dirty. And then what? If they decide in favor of Trump being off the ballot, then what will they be? I don't know. I don't know, my friends. I don't know. Roller coaster ride. I stopped going on roller coasters. It's like way too scary. It's way too, I'm going to fly out of this thing. And I don't want to fly out of this thing. And same thing with this case. Same thing with what's going on with Trump and his desire to become a dictator in the United States of America. So that's the Colorado case. I hope that this podcast has given you some clarity on it. Decisions are going to be made. Arguments are going to be made over the next couple of weeks. And I will be watching. I loved watching this hearing. It was so much fun. They had some really good witnesses on. And I'm looking forward to hearing what the uh, arguments are going to be before the Colorado Supreme Court. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. I vote. Please stick with me. Please subscribe. Follow me wherever you can follow me. I'm on uh, YouTube. I need subscribers. I need views. I'm on TikTok. I need your support. I appreciate you. I love you. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I am... (laughs) I ate so much I was in pain. And I don't know. I just need to calm it down, my friends. 
I have salad stuff. I've been making salads, but it's like, you know, how many salads you have to have with no dressing to undo the damage done on a big eating day? A lot. Take care. Be safe. Be safe. And please get prepared to vote. Please have a plan to vote, to vote blue. I'll be talking more in the coming weeks about Joe Biden, his poll numbers. You know, I don't believe in polls. And I think I've said why, but I'll tell you more about that later. We can't be discouraged. We can't say, ah, what's the point? We've got to look at facts. We've got to look at what's going on. This is serious. It's, you know, the age thing, oh, grow up. The um, inflation, grow up. Everyone's got inflation. Everyone. The wars, oh, man. What are we supposed to do? I don't believe in war. I don't believe in it. But what, what, you know, and I just listened to a podcast and one of the guys said, I don't believe either side in a war because they lie. And it's like, yeah, I'm with you, dude. I'm right there with you. Okay. I digress. Thanks for being here. I'm Gloria Baraga, political woman. Please vote and be safe.